Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Long Lethe Podcast. We are your hosts, Jacob and Thomas from Beacon. We're going to be breaking down our fourth record song by song and going in depth on the recording process and context behind the tracks. In each episode, we'll be highlighting some of our favorite sounds and loops and making them available as a free download on BandLab. BandLab is a digital audio workstation and social platform. You can go ahead, download the app, and head over to our profile to access the official sound pack. Welcome. Uh, this is the first episode of the Long Lethe Podcast. For those of you listening who don't know, we are at Beacon and we put out a record in 2022 called Along the Lethe. In this podcast, we're going to talk about some samples, some production, some stories behind the record. Um, what else, Tom? What else are we going to talk about here? Yeah. I mean, I think you heard from the intro what the scope of the podcast is going to be. But, you know, in our first episode here, the, we can kind of introduce the format, which is we're going to spend um, about you know, five, 10 minutes just talking about the song, the background, inspiration for it, where how it kind of came together, all the weird serendipitous moments that happen that go into a song becoming real. And then we're going to kind of move into part B, which is talking specifically about sounds that are going to be made available to download for free, that you can kind of produce your own music using some of the sounds. So with that, we could jump right in. To until next time. Yeah, so we're going to be going in order, uh, track order um, for the record. So the first uh, song here is Until Next Time, which uh, opens the record. And what to say about this song? Um, it was the first single off the record. Uh, it's the first song we introduced new music with after being dormant for two or three years through pandemic life. And we had written a bunch of tracks for the record that were nearing their completion. And this was the last batch of songs that were kind of down-tempo, moodier. Yeah, this was part of that grouping of two or three down-tempo, heavy, thuddy, really dramatic, weighty tracks. And... I'm pretty sure that the reason why this one, because of of that group, yeah, this one made it through. And the, this the one made it through, which not. is kind of yeah. how we work. There'll be stuff that maybe shares a theme or shares like a production style and sort of comes from the same ether or milieu, and like, and then one will actually be catchy or one will be yeah. like memorable or right. have something. I guess in this case, it's probably the piano that was like that. Yes. I brought in a couple of these demos, and this being one of them, and some of the parts of the early recording were the kind of skeleton of the drum beats, some version of a chord progression. There's this lead part that kind of comes in the middle of the song that was in there. Those were a couple of the building blocks of the track. We were interested in as we were working on in the studio 
but yeah, the piano is the thing that I think shifted it. I remember being in the studio and having this open, you drop that initial uh, kind of melodic piano line, just kind of out of nowhere. It was like, okay, let's let's get that in. Let's make sure that's recorded. And I really reframed the track. Gave it a lot of character, a lot of like uh, emotional weight, I think, too. There was something just super simple and poignant about that piano. I remember it having a similar effect to me. I remember being satisfied by the fact that it felt a little bit like a piano line that was like a puzzle piece that sort of fit into itself. The rhythm and the notes land and lock in together between the C and the F and the way that they do, it feels like you get into infinite loop zone a little bit. You have something that fits like a puzzle piece of musical information and you and I, we both work so, I guess, comfortably or naturally with loops when one happens and it always happens naturally. It's never like, how about this? Like it always just comes from more just playing and listening and feeling out of a, a song. But then once you have it, like you said, you lock it. <laughs> And if anything, it just allowed us to start, put a spotlight on this, these other elements and be like, okay, now how does this become something that's actually going to get finished? It's actually going to be a song. One of the other interesting parts of the demo and the track was this time tempo shifting intro, this kind of simple idea of taking the, the master tempo of the song within, within Cubase, within the DAW, drawing in, cascading, tempo shifting thing happening. And that part flowing into the piano just worked so well. The song kind of sweeping into that like initial piano drop and just made it feel so big and so kind of impactful. I think that that moment you're talking about right now is one of the reasons why we decided to lead the album with it too because what you're talking about, the way that the tempo shift ramps up and down, it builds a lot of tension. It builds a lot of anticipation for that piano moment. I don't know. I, it had a very aquatic characteristic to me as well. Like it feels like you are sort of submerged and maybe being thrust with the inertia of a wave, like either to the surface or down below, but it felt like this is some force that's drawing you in and pushing you out at the same time. But it's this way to sort of like set the sonic stage of the album. And uh, it's an introduction. Another big reason for it existing as a single, I think, is the way the song uses noise in the track, which yeah. became a theme for the record, really. I mean, you start hearing it in other songs used in different ways, but in this track in particular, it's used as big dynamic shifts and, and builds. This song was the last track in the process of writing, the last one I put vocals down on, final vocals, because we had these scratch vocals in for a long time. <laughs> to put it bluntly, <laughs> I think both of us have a really strong emotional connection to this song for, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. maybe was the tension of the pandemic. It's brooding. It brings in sort of like all these historical 
sonic touch points for Beacon. I think we just had a very strong reaction to this song. Like maybe even like in a way that it's like how fans connect to it, whatever was sort of the most far from our thoughts on this one. I think we just like as writing and producing had a very, very strong connection to this song. Speaking for myself, it made it kind of precious. So going in to track the final vocals, we were like, this is really sending this thing off. This is really letting go of this. And which was difficult, but there was also this tension around the fact that the scratch vocals were so non-signature my voice. You know, they're like kind of muted and subdued Mm -hmm. and like a little bit reserved. And I so I remember putting down the like, all right, let's let's do this. (laughs) Gotta finish (laughs) this record. Some point putting stuff down and you know, showing you an early version and like I had maybe gone gone for it a bit more in places, like vocally. And was like, hey, maybe that's where this vocal should go. And like playing it for you and it being like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a subtlety to them. Subtlety, yeah. That, you know, anyone who makes music knows that like try to like get away and re-record something, come back to something, capture the initial spirit is so difficult. Demoitis, whatever people want to call it. But right. usually the, the thing you put down first is the is the best. You know, it's just like because you're not thinking about it, it's not a known thing. The vocals were just kind of perfect. All you need to do is fit words into them. Correct. Um, that, yeah. you know, which you end up doing. You know, we're like, let, you know, let's... It let's always works it. out. It does, yeah. No. <laughs> you, like, there's you times where it. you don't, you're like, this is, like I said, like, everything else was done. This was it. Right. This is the last thing. Um, it's very patient vocal, too. And I think that's, like, maybe it's not necessarily about being impatient, but like, oh, I should be doing more here. It took a lot of control, I think, to be like, it's supposed to be patient and it's supposed to breathe. And the voice is an instrument on this one that's sort of carrying, I think, equal weight around. I think that's all well said. I mean, you know, it's always a big decision about what uh, what to lead a record with. And like you were saying, this is the longest, I think the longest we've taken to write a record. I think so. And if not by time, definitely emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot built up in this record and this time in our lives and careers and writing a record. It's you know, there's a com- complicated time, and uh, I couldn't think of a better track to use than, yeah. than this one. I would say it probably is the longest in terms of like raw hours spent writing and producing because just right. thinking about thinking about the way that until next time comes out of this batch of three, I feel like every song had like a batch of two or three. Yeah, like everything a had cluster a, a tracks, cluster, yeah. and then one headspaces or something, right? Like one would rise to the top, and maybe elements from other ones, or maybe those other ones existed to sort of like allow us to contextualize it. But I really feel like things came in batches. Like there's a wealth of unfinished sketches and yeah. and things yeah, for sure. that all feel that all relate to the individual song. So I, I more so than ever, I think, and maybe it just speaks to like the process becoming. Well, it was a unique process. I mean, this and we've always had a process of both individually writing and then writing together and finishing things together and yeah. bringing in tracks. But this was, you know, uh, exacerbated by the circumstances of not being able to be in the studio yeah. um, together for quite some time and just, you know, sending tracks back and forth, back and forth. And, you know, frankly, <laughs> we didn't have much to do besides mm-hmm. write music. So, yeah. And then we had all this material from that time once we were able to get back in the studio to really kind of unpack and work on. And yeah, it was just like a wealth of stuff, which was one of the few uh, upsides to what was happening. 
that feels like a solid primer for the track. Yeah. Maybe we can, yeah. we'll jump into some specific sounds. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, the first one is the clap, the main clap sound, which is essentially like three or four layered claps. Oh yeah, definitely. But also it's from the thing that we've been using since nobody. This is a special clap that we're giving you. I think this is the clap that we've used from nobody, but it's stacked. It's There's definitely two or three claps here, and a new addition on this record, which 100% recommend, is the El Clapo plugin, which this is this is involved in this, right? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like a layered clap, so it has some of the El Clapo, which is an insane plugin. You know, you can kind of dial in how many clappers there are, like, you know, they're... they're <laughs> The slop, the, I think the it's slop the is slop. so good. Yeah, it's so just like it's like a bunch of people <laughs> essentially clapping off time. Yeah, which is uh, pretty helpful. Which we use in Nova, actually. Like, yeah, too. It's just really sloppy extreme. In Nova. Yeah, very extreme. Like, who is trying to clap? These guys, people have no rhythm. But <laughs> we gave yeah. it to you dry, I think, too. That's pretty. That's pretty dry. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Where we use it, it's not. <laughs> So the next sample is titled Until Next Time, High Pad, which is essentially the pedal note that is in the intro of the track. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, a, a pedal note is a sustained note that is that is unchanging through uh, harmonic things happening around it. So in this case, you have these... Um, these arpeggiators that are kind of like coming in and out and changing tempo around this note that's just kind of sustaining through, creating this kind of haunting underpinning throughout the part. In this case, I think it's the prophet as well. So it's like a prophet pedal note. So the next sample is the kick. So this is just a uh, kind of a bigger sub kick that is all over the record. Another sound that dates back I records think, for yeah, us first EP maybe the first uh, EP honestly the first EP you know you find sounds that you love and they definitely like stick in the general toolkit this kick has definitely been in there for a long time I think this kick is a signature of the projects that you were bringing in that were the spark of inspiration for a lot of the tracks on the record it's so heavy you know it's so like it's so determined and it has like such an energy and like it's weighty and it demands attention and it's a statement kick yeah. so it's, it's very subby but having enough like top end to really like still kick through yeah i don't think we add like a beat i mean well, in some cases like in some of the like sometimes we'll add a beater to this but like in this track think about it it's like it's essentially that same kind of syncopated but the 
the, the, the first six minutes, you know, and but it's carrying so much weight with it. A kind of interesting thought experiment is like substitute any other kick in for that kick and you just be like, oh, that's missing something. Right. 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 Like, like, oh, that's not doing enough. The next sample is the is called the until next time live verb clap. So these claps were live recorded in studio. Yeah. Um, so these are these are actual hand claps. Probably some layering attached to them, but the main sound being being Tom and I clapping in studio. They were recorded with these stereo pair mics that were the Biodynamic M160. So they're ribbons. Some ribbons, yeah. Which yeah. also. I think we've used on a lot of the piano stuff. We did, yeah. yeah. They're they're interesting. Like we've used them, I would say maybe a little non traditionally, but used in this case, I think they make a lot of sense. I think they're used quite a bit as overhead mics, so they're suited for things like this that are loud and super transient, like a clap. I mean, we've recorded, we've tried to record claps ourselves, like. <laughs> And they were just like, oh, this sounds terrible. Like, this right. sounds really it's bad. A, it's kind of a strange thing to record, but great for like space, space in a room. Next sample is the Until Next Time noise bass. And it's uh, just a one shot G. Okay, G great. Note. <laughs> great. This is just the piece of the bass, which, you know, you can just use as a sample to spread across a, a keyboard or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's very kind of rumbly noise. It is. The Prophet and a layered retrolog, I believe, mm-hmm. with noise filtered into it. Yeah, it's like, well, with this track and the section that this bass comes in, everything has noise on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> but also the fact that this synth does have its own noise channel to it, to understand the intention of the sound and the, the role that it plays on the track, it's really the really last section where there's more movement in the space. The bass line gets a little bit more energetic. There's more changes. I mean, I always really liked what was happening there musically, but then when Kevin mixed it, the bass changes at that part are so distinct to add energy. And Kevin's final mix with this sound just brought so much spark and energy into that moment. And I'm not sure that we could have achieved that without the noise. Yeah. Without the noise on the bass itself. And I'll say this too that no no small feat to take that that much sonic information in the low end. You have this big boomy kick. You have this very full noise low rumble like you know i'm sure frequencies are just all over each other just like kind of probably a nightmare to mix yeah but kevin was able to slot things in a way where he didn't end up with a muddy sub bassy mess i'm sure a lot of people who've mixed our records over the years have have struggled with there's a lot of low-end information and you know in the writing process we're not always fully thinking about the way things should probably be slotted so you know it's there's a, a big task it's yeah, it's, it's seriously being a mix engineer and getting this bass. You're gonna be like, why? Okay, because <laughs> like think about it. You have to. Where are you gonna slot this thing? I mean, a lot of mixing is r- removing, right. having things fit together and slot together. So it's like, okay, here's the bass line, but it also has a ton of high frequency information in it. 
you know, which is which is ultimately why it works because it probably needs a lot of that to yeah. kind of like remove itself from the super low end of the kick. Yeah. Anyways, it should be a fun tool to work into your projects. Well, those sounds are available right now on BandLab. Go ahead, download them, use them in your productions. Yeah, they're yours now. We're excited to see what you do with them. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.